You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Uh, sorry for the technical difficulties. I have no idea what's going on. Much like what happened in this 24-21 to loss to the Oakland Raiders. As you can tell, this is not your typical post-game show. No will. Just me, Nicholas Moriano. Um, yeah, the Bears just fell flat. I don't know if that was jet lag. I don't know what that was, but that defense got destroyed. Destroyed by the Oakland Raiders, and we'll get into each uh, phase of the game. But like I said, this is not going to be your typical post-game review, post-game show, just because, one, it's just me. Two, that game sucked. Three, well, we're just going to get kind of right through it. Um, But, yeah, so Will isn't here because he's traveling back home. Uh, Will and I were at Jordan Grimes' wedding, who is our graphic designer. It was a great wedding. Had a blast there. But to come to this the very next day is pretty Damn disappointing, to say the least. Uh, as you guys know, 24-21 was the final score. And we're just going to kind of talk about this this game as, in general. So when you think about it, it was a tale of two halves, really. The Bears in the first half did not show up. Every aspect of the game that could have gone wrong did. Offensively, the Bears were they couldn't move the football. I think I have a stat here somewhere where they had, I think, 44 total yards of offense in the first half or something like that. So it's it's awful to see that again. Again, this is another time where the Bears just come out flat. Everybody's watching. It's an international game. Everyone's talking about the Khalil Mack revenge game. Where was Khalil Mack? He didn't show up today. Where was that run defense, that number one Bears defense that through four games of this season was playing better than the 85 Bears? That the 85 Bears wouldn't have done that. Not a chance. Not just I, there was a Miami game, but yeah, there's a there was a lot of issues wrong with uh, a lot of things that happened in this game where you could take dissect each part, and there are alarming some there's alarming things that happen. But in terms of like how we typically do the first quarter, I'm going to try to keep it that structure. I know I'm just kind of going on a tangent here, just complaining, but that's what I can do when the Bears lose 24 to 21 in a game they should have won, game where they came out flat to start off this you know this international game. Uh, but first quarter, I know we give it our MVBs. To be completely honest, I don't even have one in this game. If anything, it would, you know, I backtrack. Allen Robinson, that guy played outstanding. He's a true number one wide receiver, seven receptions, 97 yards, almost had a, you know, another 100-yard uh, game this season. But some of the catches he was making for Chase Daniel were, you know, amazing being able to take a hit on that sideline catch on third down, backed up in your own territory to one, get your feet down, take the hit and catch the ball. That's number one wide receiver talent. And that's what Allen Robinson is, but that would be the MVP of the game. I don't really have a lot of positives when looking at this because again, the bears did lose 24 to 21. It's not, there's more negatives than there are positives for sure. Um, 
we also talk about a moment in a game where we can go back and kind of change. If we could change one play, you have to go back to that. Uh, what is it? Roughing, not roughing the kicker, running into the kicker penalty on Kevin Pierre Lewis, where the Bears, they stopped the Oakland Raiders. It was a fourth and what? Fourth and six, whatever it may have been. Then you have that penalty. The Oakland Raiders then go for it on fourth down. They end up having, what, a 97-yard touchdown drive or something like that. You can't have that. That changed the whole dynamic of this football game, having that stupid penalty. And there were a lot, there were a lot of penalties that just hurt the Bears today. This was a, a game coming into week, this Week 5 matchup, the Oakland Raiders and Chicago Bears, where I think number nine and or number 10 and number 11 with the most committed penalties up to this point in the season. So you already knew that this was going to be a sloppy game, but for the most part, Oakland came out ready to play, and they just kind of punched the Bears in the mouth. And we just saw that, again, you can't put yourself that far in a hole, especially, especially it doesn't matter what team you're playing, and expect to come back and being able to, you know, battles back, which the Bears did. They 21 points uh, in that second half. So it's like, even though they did all the, these great things, it doesn't matter in the end. They still lost 24-21. But, yeah, that's I, I mean, that's how I want to take it for the first quarter of the show. Again, not your typical one. Will's not here. I'm not happy. You guys aren't happy. It's a crap performance going into the bye week now. Three and two. Some more injuries. Akeem Hicks goes in or goes into this game having that knee injury and then coming away. It looked like a dislocated elbow of some sort. You saw that. And I've dislocated my elbow once before and – not not a fun not a fun uh thing there. So before we go into our second quarter of our show, of course, gotta tell you about our great sponsor, SeatGeek. Do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? If it is as if they're so big they can get away with not caring about the customer experience. So what if their site's annoying and doesn't have the events you want? Hello, so that's like the status quo. The real question is how could it figure how could you get those tickets, those ticketing sites actually to care about the, the customer? That's what it's all about, right? With millions of live events and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves there's a better way. Search sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you are looking for all in one place. In an industry that tre- that tends to be stagnant, SeatGeek decided to stand out from the crowd. They're built fastest with their they built the fastest way to find tickets so you can stop searching for the perfect seat and start enjoying it. And I always use SeatGeek. Uh, actually, my family and I were going to the Iowa-Northwestern game in a couple of weeks. We use SeatGeek to find our tickets. We have a bunch of uh, people that are going to the game. be a lot of fun. Of course, we use SeatGeek to get those tickets all together. Great seats. I think we're in the corner of the end zone. So we have a great vantage point, and SeatGeek allowed us to you know, find these tickets for the best price and for my family to go watch. So why is SeatGeek better than the rest? There's a, there's a bunch of reasons why, you guys. Quick look at the App Store shows over 50,000 five-star reviews. How's that for customer satisfaction? It's a better process. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. Then it rates each deal on a scale from 1 to 10. Finally, SeatGeek displays them on an interactive seat map, which is really cool. And SeatGeek breaks down the details. Green dots mean good Good seats, good deals, red dots are overpaid. And every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. 
I have a SeatGeek app on my phone, like I said, and it's by far the fastest and easiest way to find tickets. In fact, I just used it, like I told you, to go to, um, we're going to the Iowa game a couple weeks, Iowa Northwestern. Cannot wait to go to that because of the great seats, and it's always a great time uh, spending time with family. So here's here's the big here's the big important part, you guys. SeatGeek will give you ten dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today and use the promo code Bears for ten dollars off your first purchase. That's promo code Bears B E A R S for ten dollars off your first purchase. All right, that wraps up the SeatGeek. Uh, ad there. Hopefully you guys use it. It's a great uh, app as you know, I use it. Will uses it. Everybody uses it. You guys should be using it too. But let's talk about this offense, you guys. And you know what? I have the stream right in front of me. I want to see if you guys have questions, put them in there. Cause this, like I said, is a little bit of an unorthodox kind of um, post game show. So I just want to see what everyone's kind of thinking. Obviously people are, wouldn't assume we're not too happy, but I think this is a great chance for us to just talk about this offense in general. And speaking of the first half, nothing. There wasn't anything to really take away from this game offensively in that first half. Matt Nagy, Chase Daniel, the running backs, nothing was going right for the Bears. And I think a big part of this now, and it's been a lingering issue so far this season, is how the offensive line really plays. Charles Leno Jr., you guys, has not been the same left tackle that played in 2018, someone that you can rely on, someone that wasn't a liability amongst that line. And Kyle Long as well in the right guard position, those guys are not playing good football. And really co- cohesively, as a as a unit, they're not getting the job done. There's not enough running lanes for David Montgomery. There's not enough time for Chase Daniel. It's not looking good for the Bears' offensive line. And that's unacceptable, especially with – how they played last year, you have Harry Heastan regarded as one of the best offensive line coaches in the game, and you have a group, only difference with that group going this year as opposed to last year is a switch between James Daniels and Cody Whitehair, which I don't think should be that big of it. It shouldn't be making that big of an impact, really. It's, it's a simple move, and I don't think it's just those two that are really – impacting why this running game isn't going. They're just not blocking anybody, guys. They're simply not blocking anybody. And that's a problem with for David Montgomery, who can make people miss, but you can't you can't do that at the NFL level as consistently as he did at Iowa State. So it needs to get better up front. And here's the thing, you guys, too. Everybody's been talking about Matt Nagy and Chase Daniel knows the offense. He should be able to make these throws, be able to move the offense. In that first half, Nothing happened. You see backup quarterbacks throughout the league now. I think there was nine backup quarterbacks coming into week five that have played and have had success. But we haven't seen quite the same success for the Bears offense with Chase Daniel. Regardless if it's Chase Daniel, Mitch Trubisky, the offense just has not looked good. It hasn't. Look, they, they did some good things in that third quarter. But as it's you know playing an entire game, we haven't seen that. When you ask yourself about Matt Nagy, what is the identity of this offense? I, what would you guys even say? I don't know the answer to that. I don't think anybody does. Is this a pass-first team? Is this a run-first team? Is this a team that just likes to get the ball to his playmakers? Yes, that I think in theory it is, but we hardly see that. We don't. I, I just, you know, I, however many games it is in the, you know, the Matt Nagy era, I don't know what, what he's best at. 
to be completely honest, I don't know what Matt Nagy is best at because there's too many games, too many times where this offense does nothing. For an entire half, it did absolutely nothing. And you have backups throughout the league that can get things done. But the Bears have Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, all these weapons, and yet they don't know how to utilize them correctly. It's disappointing. Matt Nagy was obviously brought in here to Chicago to change that. And look, look for a bit at a time that it was going to change, but now, and it looked for a quarter, a quarter in this game that it looked like it was going to change. So can't really tell you guys what Matt Nagy's best at, and that's concerning. Now, what, five games into his second season as the Bears head coach, the Bears play caller, I don't know what Matt Nagy does best. Disappointing for the offense, and I don't know if I'll go uh, position by position here because I don't think it's just worth it. We got to see, like I said, praise to Allen Robinson because he has done phenomenal with whoever quarterback is in there, just giving you know his guys a, a chance. And I think that's what Chase Daniel did in that third quarter, to be completely honest, did a pretty good job of giving his guys an opportunity. You saw the jump ball to Anthony Miller. That, that's the Anthony Miller we all know. Right, that's the guy that we've been waiting to see, to the guy that could just make plays, and that was a hell of a catch. I jumped out of my seat for that one because up until this point, we have been waiting for Anthony Miller to do something, and then earlier in the game, he has a drop pass on a third down. He has both of his hands on the ball, complete drop, but he made up for it that on that play. Then a few plays later on that drive, Chase Daniel was able to find Allen Robinson for a touchdown. So. I mean, those guys, I think, you know, stepped up. Anthony Moses, obviously his biggest day. He had four receptions, 52 yards. Hopefully he can get going. But you see on that last that last interception by Chase Daniel, and it should have easily, easily been picked off three times. But the Bears were fortunate to get that roughing the passer call, which I think now in today's NFL, that's a, that's a penalty. It is. But is it a bullcrap penalty? little bit. I mean, it took away an interception from the Raiders, but you can't do that. You can't drive a guy into the ground, but Chase Daniel threw that pick regardless. Shouldn't have been do- doing that. And then the last one, I don't know what what's the who's to blame there, to be completely honest. It looks like Chase Daniel's expecting Anthony Miller to run a deeper corner going towards, uh, taking a deeper angle at the sideline there. He kind of cuts it short, cuts it flat. Do you give, I think it looked like Chase Daniel was kind of hit on that pass too as well, but I don't know. Anthony Miller hasn't shown that this year maybe he's been at the right spots at the right times all the time. And Chase Daniel had some questionable passes in this game. So don't know who to blame regardless. It really, it just ended the game for the Bears. And that's really the the big takeaway. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. That's why Chase Daniel, I tweeted out earlier in the game, those that first interception to the linebacker who's just sitting in the middle of the field, that's why Chase Daniel's been a backup his entire career. Not that Mitch hasn't made those stupid kind of throws in the past, but you see why Chase Daniel's been a backup. Those are the kind of throws. The ones where you're just scratching your head thinking, why? 
why would you make that? So, yeah, I mean, looking at it, David Montgomery still uh, transitioning to the running game, terrible transition, but 11 carries, 25 yards. He is a way better back than that. I know he had a touchdown this game. I know he's fighting for yards when there's not many holes. He's a way better back than that, than what the stats have reflected. Big part, that offensive line, like I was talking about earlier, has not played well at all. I don't see how a unit, really this entire offense, went from, remember the offseason, you guys, 202, the offense. It's going to be light years ahead of where it was last season. It went backwards. Let's just be completely honest. Because there were times last year where the Bears could move the ball. Maybe they didn't always score, but they moved the ball. They only did it for a quarter. Third quarter in this game. That offensive line, too, has taken so many steps back. Right? It's just insane how a unit coached by Harry Heastan, the guys that they have up front, can be that bad now. Don't get it. And Charles, like I said, I keep seeing comments in here, you guys, and it's deserving that Charles Leno Jr. has not played well. He hasn't. He has. I don't know what what is going on with him. I know he was a seventh round draft pick. Is played, you know, decent. Played fairly well up until last year, and earned himself a contract extension. Now he looks like a seventh round draft pick. He sure does. Don't know what they're gonna do um, with that moving forward because if that offensive line can't create a push, you are really relying on Chase Daniel or Mitch Trubisky just to be kind of pocket passers. And we we know right now that's not Trubisky's strength. And he hasn't really gone outside the pocket to use his legs. So it could be a recipe for disaster. This offense is just not very good. And if the D- Bears defense, which I'll get to in a second, plays like it did today, this this team's not winning a lot of ball games. I can tell you that right now. They don't have the offense to – they haven't shown they have the offense to compete right now, right? They haven't. And that's, that's a concern. Now five games into the 2019 NFL season, they have the bye, obviously. And then we'll get the, the Saints at home with uh, Teddy Bridgewater's looking pretty good right now. Uh, or it could be Drew Brees. He's actually making a pretty quick comeback. Not unless uh, anybody wants me to go into any other aspects of the offense. Don't think that it's worth it at this point. Because other than that third quarter, there really wasn't much to take away from. There really wasn't. Another game where you're left asking for more. Left asking for more from this offense, and who knows? Who knows if we're ever going to get it? Now let's go to the most surprising aspect of this entire game. That Bears defense getting their asses kicked. Point blank from start to finish, except for a little bit in that second half, they got dominated. I've never seen that Bears front seven get pushed back Yards like pushback where this offensive line is saying, hey, we're going to run this way. We're going to run to the left with Josh Jacobs. You're not going to stop it. They showed their hand a couple times, too, where they they know which way they're running. Eddie Goldman. And I think a big, big impact was Akeem Hicks not being there. Really impacted who won the line of scrimmage because the Bears defense did not. They gave up a 97-yard, what was that, 97-yard touchdown drive off that um, that uh, the punt where they went for it on fourth down. They were backed up, but they gave it up in the end. Ended up being 24-21 here. It was that's a problem because the Bears defense has dominated everybody they played. There hasn't been a team that has won up front against the Bears defense, but the Oakland Raiders had a great game plan in place. And you know, they shot themselves. They the only thing stopping the Oakland Raiders really in this game 
was the Oakland Raiders. Let's be completely honest. The only reason they allowed the Bears to come back, Derek Carr does the, the pitch to Josh Jacobs. They're obviously not on the same page. There you go. And that's where that comeback for the Bears starts to uh, happen. Other than that, they, they just didn't get any push. There wasn't any pressure really on Derek Carr. There was not the best coverage. There were people holding. There's Derek Carr having all day to throw, serving the field, and then you might just throw it away. But where's the pass rush? And I, ta- I mentioned it earlier, the Khalil Mack revenge game. I was telling my girlfriend going into this one, uh, who just started watching football, that, hey, Khalil Mack might go to a different level. And I tweeted, out, tweeted that out before the game. Yeah, he went to a different level. He went to not being present, which is crazy for Khalil Mack. And obviously they had a game plan. They didn't want him to wreck it. They didn't want him to wreck the offense. But you have to be kidding me. There was there was no impact from these edge rushers. There was no stopping. Whenever I, I don't know how you guys felt this way, but whenever the Oakland Raiders were in short yardage situations, there there wasn't I felt like, okay, the, the Raiders are gonna get this first down. They're going to get it. Because there wasn't any push. There wasn't any resistance. If the Oakland Raiders did a fantastic job of getting it in second and short, third and short. And by the time that third down play came or the second down play came and it was a short yard situation, that offensive line was going to move whoever they needed to get that first down, extend the drive and boom. I felt like that the entire game. It was only in the third quarter where, where momentum started to shift. You have the Deion Bush making a great tackle on third down and, um, you know, saving the, the Bears from, you know, extending that drive on defense. That's a great play. And obviously the turnovers, the, the punch out from Sherrick McMahon is great play. But, man, you, you just didn't feel like that same Bears defense was there. And I, I see comments in here, jet lag. The Bears are jet lag. They flew on Thursday, arrived in London on Friday morning, whereas opposed to the Raiders who had been there, what, I think since even Monday. They've been there for the entire week going into this matchup, and maybe they were acclimated to the time zone difference and were able to adjust better than the Bears. Guess what? Is that just you're going to use that as an excuse? Fine, but look, that doesn't you know account for why the Bears' defensive line, why the Bears' linebackers couldn't get off blocks and were just manhandled the entire game. Look, Oakland's got a big offensive line. They do. They can move bodies, but that was that was pathetic. It was pathetic. They couldn't do anything. The only thing stopped or helping this Bears defense was that they, you know, created some turnovers. Yeah, they, you know, created turnovers. And some of them, again, were just inflicted wounds by the Oakland Raiders. So I just couldn't, I just didn't expect that. Didn't expect that from a Bears defense that was getting so much praise that everyone was afraid to face. Oakland wasn't. They came out to play. They punched them in the mouth. And that's why they won this game. 24-21, Josh Jacobs, 26 carries, 123 yards. Yeah, it's a, a Bears defense that, like I said earlier, got their asses kicked, did not expect to see that coming, especially against the Oakland Raiders of all teams, right? Where a team that wasn't doing many good things offensively, they were very good at scripting plays, at you know moving the ball on their first drives and, and things like that, but for the most part, very quick passing game, wasn't putting up a lot of points. And if and I gave a stat earlier, it was from the Athletic um, on the preview podcast. If you get up on these Bears, or if you get up on the Raiders, you you have a chance to just bury them. John Gruden has shown in his past that he's not very good at coming back in games. 
right? So the Bears just never had a really an opportunity to establish that in the beginning. Third quarter, obviously, they go up 21 to 17, but it wasn't established up front. They could have probably buried this this Raiders team had they just come out to play, which they they flat out didn't. They flat out didn't. So disappointing, very disappointing to see that the Bears just came out flat. And again, we I think we saw this obviously last season with uh, the Miami Dolphins game, which uh, Will and I were at, happened to to go to and see that live where if this defense doesn't come to play, can this offense pick them up? It's, it's not a team that can do that. Not yet, at least. And who knows if they'll ever really get there. So I, I don't know what to really say on that part. I, hopefully this is just one game for the defense. It's probably going to be more, but obviously you can't have that be, uh, you know, a reoccurring theme throughout the season because this offense hasn't shown that it can come back and battle through and help you win games. It just hasn't shown that. All right, guys, we can uh, go to, to the last phase because I'm kind of tired of talking about this game already. Um, we have special teams, right, who I thought really had an up-and-down day. There were, were times where Cordell Patterson's taking the ball out and he's you know five yards into the end zone and getting not even to the 20 or maybe to the 20. Um, there was a couple times where it seemed like the Bears almost got a punt blocked as well. It's up-and-down day, but then you get um, – Pinheiro also gets a little banged up. You get the nice Cohen punt return. You get terrible coverage on a kickoff and then a penalty up and down. O'Donnell, I think, had a pretty pretty good game just pinning uh, the Oakland Raiders deep in their territory, but up and down from the special teams. And when you have, I think it just, when one phase went bad, another phase went bad, it was just a whole team effort of collective, un, uncharacteristic, unsteady, then ultimately bad play in the end. So, um, yeah, that's that's really the the whole gist on special teams. I don't like going much into that. That's more more so Will's thing. It's just another phase that failed the Bears today. Let's look at this, you guys. Now the Bears are three and two, three and two heading into their bye. And like I said, they'll have their bye. They have New Orleans at home, the Chargers at home. Then they'll go to Philadelphia. And you hope that Mitch is better because I think, if anything, this game kind of showed you what what the limits of Chase Daniels' game are. Yes, he can make a bunch of good throws. He can, you know, put the ball where it kind of needs to be. But they're just, well, Mitch does it too. They're those stupid decisions where you don't know why Chase Daniels making a certain throw. He's a veteran in this league. You should know the obviously he knows the offense, but why is he just making that that decision? You just really don't know. But I think hopefully. Mitch will be back by maybe the Saints game. That's what I think everyone's hoping for. But that's still no guarantee that this offense is really going to change much from what it is currently. And it's a mess. It is a mess. It's a team that's still trying to find an identity in the Matt Nagy era. And until they find that, they're still going to be searching for answers on that side of the ball. And if there ever is a game like the, the Bears defense had where they just don't show up, I don't know if they can win many games. To be completely honest, it's there's a lot of talent on this roster. Don't get me wrong; it's on all all sides of the ball. But you need to they they rely on that defense a lot. They rely on that defense, and if they does if it doesn't show up, how good is this Bears team really? How against the Raiders? The Raiders were able to push them around and do what they wanted. More physical team up front. 
just the, right from the very beginning of the game, established their will to, to want to dominate, right? And that's that's a problem. The Bears' offense needs to show up. The Bears' defense needs to get back to the dominant force that it was through the first four games of this NFL season. They had what you can. They, they've had drives where they've been bad. Not an entire game. This is an entire game, other than maybe a little bit of that third quarter where they tighten things up a little bit. And yeah, just a, the two minute warning here. Just kind of wrap up the show. Yeah, sorry, it's it's a little shorter than usual. It's um. Something, yeah, just have to do because, again, Will's not here and the Bears lost. I just don't feel like talking about this anymore, to be completely honest. So, moving forward, let's see what this Bears team can do coming off a of bye week, hopefully getting healthy. And I think going into their, their last bye week in 2018, they were 3-3. Three and three. I think they were at the bottom of the division, to be completely honest. 3-3, three and three, bottom of the division. And then the Bears go on that run, finish 12-4. and four. Not to say that this Bears team will do the exact same, not to say that you know it will or won't. It could it could go either direction. It all depends on what um, really I think this offense is able to do. I think the defense will get better. It should. Uh, well, it'll go back to its same you know form because it's there's too many playmakers on that side of the ball to where this is a unit that you can expect something like that, right? It, this um, someone just mentioned it was a trap game, and I think Will did mention something like that on the preview podcast. Yeah, it was. It was a, a trap game in a sense. Um, had the Bears just came out to play for a drive, one drive in the first half, it could have been easily the other way, but they didn't. They only made up for it in, the thir- in that third quarter, and it was just too, too little too late for the Bears to actually seal off this victory to – get a win and that's why they ended up falling 24 21 to the Oakland Raiders for all the fans that went to the game sorry about uh you know this I know that's uh, obviously it's not going across you know the country or whatever but I traveling to that Miami Dolphins game with a bunch of our fans you know how disappointing it is when your team comes out flat doesn't perform knowing that they play they should play so much better Hopefully everyone had a good time. I really wish I could have gone there. Maybe in hindsight, not really, because they, they lost and didn't play as well as they, you would have liked to see. But hopefully everyone had a good time out there. And we're hoping that the Bears can come back. And- it's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis and Stan in central Indiana. Taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In you know, a couple weeks here against the New Orleans Saints, who are playing good ball with a backup quarterback. Hopefully they can come out and you know start their, their winning ways again. But the Bears lost. 24, 21, 3 and 2, going into the bye week. Let's see what happens and what they can make of this season because I think there still should be high expectations, but this was just a gut punching. What, what did uh, the announcer, the broadcaster say during the game? Uh, it was a thunder punch to the throat. That's what it was a thunder punch to the throat for the Bears, and they, they lost. So. That's going to wrap it up for this episode, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Sorry for the technical difficulties in the beginning. Sorry for me going on tangent and kind of going all over with this game. Hope you enjoyed it. 
Uh, if you guys want to definitely talk about it, you know, obviously that's what the chat is for. But yeah, Bears game, disappointing. And what can we say? It's it's you know one of those losses that the Bears usually have in a season, and hopefully they're not many more of those because I don't know if this fan base can really take it. All right, you guys. Uh, have a good one. Tune in uh, next week. We'll have obviously preview shows throughout the week, articles that are going to be written up on this game. And yeah, we'll see where this Bears game can take us. All right, bear down.